the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the, to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross. Yes! Caught! Touchdown! They did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Friday. Lots of things to get through here today. We've got the recap of what happened last night for Utah State basketball in a record-setting night against Westminster. Uh, Utah Jazz pulling out another overtime victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. Jazz team looking very different when they have all pieces together. Who would have thought when your good players actually play, you win games? That's <laughs> an amazing concept. Uh, what does their weekend look like, and what does the weekend look like for other schools in the Mountain West? Uh, not just for basketball, but we've got some football going on as well. Jason, you've put together a bowl preview for all of the Mountain West-related schools. Uh, that can be seen and read on CashValleyDaily.com. So a lot of different things to get through here today. We also have some high school hoops that are going on, one game already in the books Mountain Crest uh, is uh, playing tonight. Bear River and Skyview also this evening. But uh, Logan played earlier this afternoon at the Coach Walker Classic. Nice performance in their opener last night. Struggled today. Um, but look, this is that was their third game in 24 hours this afternoon. Yeah, really, really tough for any team. Like playing two games in one day, you know, at any organized level is going to be tough and then having to play yet another game within 24 hours. That's just nuts. Uh, so if they're able to pick up a win in their final game of this four-game stretch, then they'll come out of it mostly positive. Right. It's not like they have you know, 24 hours to rest either. I mean, their game tomorrow is at noon. Yeah, so it's, so it's still on a shortened schedule. It, it's just nuts, and you try and come out of this. Luckily, no, it's, it's only non-region, so in the end... These games kind of matter because, you know, RPI, uh, it will impact RPI. But in the end, you really want to get those region games in there because you can, you know, fight for a region title and then, you know, get yourself ready for the playoffs. Because ultimately, that's kind of what the regular season becomes with, you know, the way things are set up now is it's, all preparation for the playoffs. You know, preparation to win your region rivalries, which obviously people care about and uh, have a passion for, you know, winning the region. That still does matter. But everything builds up in preparation for the playoffs. It doesn't matter what you do before the playoffs. So uh, earlier in the day, yesterday, Logan beat Snow Canyon, the reigning 4A champs, 57-50. And at 9 o'clock last night, they took on Bountiful, a 5A school, they lose that one, 79-60. to 60. And then earlier this afternoon on KVNU, you heard it, uh, it was Logan facing Dixie. Dixie's a solid basketball team, and uh, Logan uh, lost that one as well, though the uh, final score, I just lost it. <laughs> we'll you had it. Again. I saw you tweet it out. Yes. <laughs> it disappeared. 
Uh, Wolf. It's on, oh, 65 to 53. There it is. Yeah. 65 to 53. And so that's not horrible facing a, you know, a solid Dixie team in just given the circumstances all around. Like I said, you come out of this, you know, two and two, then you're probably going to live with that both in getting results and in making yourself a better team, which for Logan, that's trying to, you know, punch above its weight, so to speak. That's something they really need is to be tested, to learn and to lose in some cases to facilitate a better back into the season. So tomorrow they'll take on Pineview, a team which beat Spanish Fork. And Spanish Fork is a 5A school. Pineview beat them 68 to 52, but Spanish Fork's not that great. Yeah, that was Pineview's first win of the season. Yeah. Or so. first or second, depending on how up to date Max Preps is. Yeah. Uh, so that game will be tomorrow at, uh, what, is that at noon? Is that correct? Yeah. Um, my handy dandy guide. Here. Yeah, it says noon. Yeah, so that will be the Logan versus Pineview game tomorrow at noon. We'll have that on KVNU. Uh, Green Canyon, they're in action down there uh, as well. They they lost last night uh, to Desert Hills, sixty-five to forty-nine. They're in action now against Snow Canyon. We'll see if we can get a score update on that. And then tomorrow they'll play Dixie at one thirty in the afternoon. That game will be tomorrow's game will be on one hundred point nine Light FM. And uh, we'll have another game on on Saturday as well. And but we don't know the time of that game, but that will be Bear River. Depends on how they do tonight, as uh, they take on Thunder Thunder Ridge uh, High School uh, out of uh, the Idaho Falls area, because they are participating in the Preston Indians Classic, and it's in a true um, you know, tournament format where your your outcome determines who you play next and at what time. So uh, they do play tonight at 6.20, and then depending on that outcome, uh, they'll play Saturday. Could be in the early afternoon, could be in the late afternoon, so we'll have to update you on that. Um, hopefully we'll have more details a little bit later on here in the show. But, uh, but those aren't the only high school teams in action. Skyview, they're taking on a school from Idaho tonight as well. In Smithville, Madison, the Madison Bobcats versus the Skyview Bobcats here on this station. Pre-game with Hurricane John Newbold at about 6.50. Tip-off at 7. And Mountain Crest will be in action tonight as well, hosting Ben Lomond in Hiram. And uh, Mountain Crest with a nice win over Wasatch last night, 59-57. to Picking up a close win on the road. That's a big, big win for the Mustangs. So they'll be in action tonight. That'll be on 107.7. KLZX with Jake Ellis and John Olson on the call for those games. So a busy night for us and uh, started off with during the day with uh, what's going on with high school hoops. Yeah. Exciting times. Got a lot of high school or yeah, high school basketball going on. So it's hard to keep track of everything and trying to track down live scores can be tricky. <laughs> yes. I, fa- I found some potentially <laughs> they claimed there were links to snow Canyon, green Canyon, uh, basketball, but the link, the link seemed kind of sketchy, so I didn't click on it. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> I know I'm pretty sure they're doing something down there to stream it, aren't they? Because it's 
Well, uh, so we have our partners down in Southern Utah who helped us with the game, the Logan game today, and they'll they'll call the Green Canyon game for us tomorrow. Um, and so they're they're covering a lot of different games right now. Uh, they're not covering every game, uh, unfortunately. Otherwise, we'd have more of the Green Canyon games because they're down there too. But um, we're they're they're covering a few select games, and we're able to get some of those for coverage up here as well. Uh, can't, so, can't have everything, I guess. <laughs> By the way, so Bear River, uh, their outcome based on how tonight goes, they could face either Grantsville or Preston. Depends on how things go. But they could play in either the 2 o'clock game or the 3 o'clock game on, on Saturday. So that's what we're... Uh, that's kind of what they're they're seeing. So their their situation tomorrow will either be at two or three thirty uh, in Preston for Bear River. Nice game for them last night, beating up on Jerome, and they advance. So again, they're taking on Thunder Ridge uh, tonight in uh, in Preston. Uh, so those aren't the only games though. We're going to be talking about the Utah Jazz were in action last night. Utah State Aggies were in action last night as well. I'd uh, love to get your reactions to both, if you'd like, 435-339-0321 to chime in and join us here on the Full Court Press. And uh, let, let's start with the Utah State Aggies. We knew that they were going up against a lower division team. They have uh, a, a, a deep success of beating these teams, and usually with pretty healthy margins. And we had some questions about this team. Like It wasn't so much, would Utah State be able to beat Westminster? It was... By how much? And what would that tell tell us about the team, especially the deeper rotation guys, uh, in case you know somebody gets hurt in the future, these other guys, how well do they fit into these roles and what kind of parts do they play? And I think we got a lot of positive answers out of this game. A little shaky at the start, but how they rallied and, and dug in and made their corrections and finished should tell us some really interesting things about this team. Yeah, offensively, there were some struggles early on, and it was a lot like a team that was missing its second leading score, averaging 17 points per game, and also missing its top distributor and one of its better point-of-attack defending guards. So, yeah, they, they, they struggled early on for understandable reasons, but then they adjusted and just absolutely blew the doors off of them in a way that I probably wasn't expecting. Uh, they end up scoring, you know, 106 points, which... There you go. Get the 100 piece on the season. Um, yeah, we were debating if it was going to happen or not this year. Yeah, and I said it just kind of sometimes it just happens, and this happened to be it. And it wasn't because, you know, Taylor Funk goes off or, you know, Stephen Ashworth goes off. It happened because Zihamoda and uh, RJ Idlerock, of all people, decided to go off. Those are your top two leading scorers. Although Ashworth had the same number of points as Idlerock, they both had 17. Zihamoda had 28 off the bench. And uh, Zihamoto decided to go six of seven from three. Yeah, who saw that coming? Be honest. Who raise your hand if you really saw that coming? Not me. I, I'm actually going to look up how many threes did he make before. Yeah, he doubled his three point made total in that game. He'd made six the entire year. He made six last night. <laughs> so that kind of tells you. And granted, he wasn't shooting horrible from three. He was in the mid thirties, I think. Um. Just, just not part of his game. Yeah. Let's see, he was 6 of 14, so not bad. But he yeah, didn't take a ton. He would take one, maybe two per game. 
And so, but he, he really showed, again, one of the things with Zihamoda is that everyone can see, okay, there is a, you know, top flight scorer in Zihamoda. And it's slowly coming out. We've seen flashes. This is the brightest flash so far. Mm, yeah. Where he's shooting well. He also dove to the rim a lot of times. Like, Westminster just had no answer for Zihamoda going to the rim. Like, one of the first times he just goes and it's just like, it's like man amongst boys. He's just so much longer, so much quicker, and he just lays it right up and in. And uh, he had length that they just couldn't ha- length and quickness that they couldn't just handle. And Sean Barrister was kind of that way too. So, you know, Utah State eventually figured it out once they figured out the specific weaknesses and had some guys getting going. Um, but obviously the threes hit 21 three-pointers. New school record. <laughs> that's that's set, amazing. Set partially on accident. One of those 21 threes wasn't supposed to happen. Is uh, RJ Adelrock at the end of the game took a three with like, I think there was, you know, probably half a second on the clock where he meant to shoot it after the clock near after slash as the buzzer was happening. But he beat the buzzer <laughs> on accident and made the shot. And because uh, they had to go apologize to Westminster for uh, an unintentional, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, just to smooth things over. Because, you know, that's the common thing for people is they shoot it right as, you know, as the buzzer goes, right after. Because shooting in those situations is just second nature. Oh, I'm right. on the three-point line, spot it up and shoot. Like Rudy Gobert the other night when the Timberwolves were in town. They throw it him down low, and it's just kind of like second nature. I'm open. There's no one around. I'm just going to dunk it, even yeah. though just let the clock expire, Rudy. Yeah. Then dunk it. So it's it, it's thing that happened. It's no big deal. I don't think Westminster was too put off by it. And if they were, hopefully the uh, apology smoothed things over. So, honestly, they should have only had 20, which would have matched the 2006 game against New Mexico State That's that was also famous for J.C. Carroll hitting those 10 threes. And J.C. Carroll was in the stands. He was in the building. So, uh, yeah, he was there to watch Utah State uh, set a new record, break uh, his old team's record that stood for quite a while. And uh, then Stephen Ashworth, he was a little cheeky in his post game where he said, yeah, it's special to set that record, which will last for maybe a couple of weeks. <laughs> so uh, he's uh, they, obviously that's not like the thing they're trying to do, but obviously they, they know how good they are at shooting. And they so, know that uh, hitting – you know, 16, 17 threes in a game again is very possible. Very doable. So, interesting stat. I mean, Utah State makes 21 of 37 attempts. That's 56.8% from three. I mean, that's that's crazy. But the Aggies make 21 threes. Last night in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, considered to be a Good three-point shooting team who play in their, – their games are longer. There's more minutes. There's more time. And they added extra time for overtime. The Utah Jazz made 18 three-point shots. <laughs> nuts. So the Aggies made more than the Utah Jazz, which is crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely insane, you know, what this – Aggies team is capable of shooting wise. I keep thinking they're going to calm down and and you know they're they were first in three point percentage uh, going into this Westminster game. They've kind of bounced between one and two 
in three-point percentage. Uh, the leaderboards. I keep thinking, okay, it's eventually going to drop into, like, the high 30s, right? Like, eventually. Like, it, it can't keep happening, you know? Stephen Ashworth is eventually going to drop into the into the 40s. He's shooting in the 50s, 50 percent. Let's see what's his what's his uh, total as of today. He went five of nine yesterday, so he's still in the 50s. 50? Nope, that's his two point percentage. 54 percent from three. That's just so crazy. And and we're nine games in. He's played nine games and he attempts seven threes per game. And he shoots 54%. <laughs> it's just nuts. And one of the things that blew my mind is that on one of the earlier plays of the game, Jeremy Dowdle on Westminster, Utah State sets the screen. Dowdle goes under the screen. On Stephen Ashworth, who's shooting 54% from three, <laughs> you go under the screen on me. You go under the screen and stand in the paint when you're guarding me. You don't go under the screen when you're guarding Stephen Ashworth. And, of course, he pulled up a three and nailed it. Because, of course, he did. <laughs> you dared him to shoot. It's the dumbest thing anybody could have done. A uh, number of texts coming through on our Full Court Press text line. Love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. Uh, looks like this may have come in. Uh, during last night's postgame show, may not have gotten read, but uh, I think it did because they were talking about uh, who was one of the more improved. More improved, but six five nine one saying that Shulga is most improved. Yeah, I think for this season you're probably looking at Shulga. Although Ashworth, actually, you'd probably have to say Ashworth in terms of what he's producing. You can make an argument for Shulga if you know if you think about it a long time and present a lot of you know. Um, other evidences and film and stuff like that, the the, the uh, improvements he's made. But Ashworth averaged 8.5 points last year, and he's averaging 18.5 this year. Plus an extra assist. 1.2 assists. So, I think he's improved quite a bit. Granted, yeah. Shulga went from like 4.5 points now to I think almost 13. So it's not like he's not made a jump either. Right. And he's also doing more in rebounding and in assists as yeah. well. Not he's just def- scoring. Yeah, so Shulga certainly made a... But a lot of Shulga's improvements, though, are the same way Justin Bean made his improvements. It was, first off, getting more minutes and then playing a different role. And obviously with Bean, there were some improvements in shooting that, that helped that a little bit, too. Shulga went from playing, I think it was a little over 10 minutes a game, maybe, last year. Now he's starting, you know, we'll play somewhere between 25 and 20, 25 and 30 minutes a game. He's averaging 29.9 minutes a game, averaged 13 last year. So a lot of his improvements have come from playing an extra 15 minutes a game. Not That's not all of why he's doing well. Right. But, but he, it's a big part of his statistical jump. Because he's playing well, he's playing more minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's producing as well as he has, and obviously being in a rhythm more can help you. Yeah, because yeah, because per forty minutes, he's averaging more points and more uh, rebounds, more assists. But it's a lot. He's able to be in a rhythm to keep those kind of numbers up. Uh, a couple of messages actually coming through this morning from seven nine six six. If Z can continue to show improvement like he did last night for the rest of the season, 
This team can be even more dangerous than they already are. Boy, no no question. I mean, if you got guys like that coming off the bench, say Utah State's at full strength. You got Ashworth coming off the bench, Z Hamoda coming off the bench. I mean, you got some real weapons that just don't really slow things down for Utah State at all. Yeah, you've got, I think, five players, maybe, that have scored 20, I think maybe four, maybe five players who have scored 20 points in a game this season. Three of them have done it off the bench. That's that's insane. I forgot Akin because Akin would come off the bench. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, Akin started last night, but he his I think he's got multiple twenty point games off the bench. Hamoda now has a twenty point game off the bench. Ashworth has a thirty point game off the bench. And then Funk I think is the only other to have a twenty point game. Because Barristow scored nineteen. I don't think Max. I think his highest is eighteen. So, and then Jones has only scored like he doesn't score very much. So, still, four guys are going to score twenty points. Three of them off the bench. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, that's and Hamoda's not going to be this every night scorer now. That's why I say he's no. an improving guy. He's yes. going to be streaky. Um, he, he's the kind of guy you know. He goes six for seven last night. I think he had a one for five night earlier this year from three. Look at his game logs. Um, so he's the guy that can be streaky. So, I mean, in his second game, he went three of four. Then he had a night where he was 0 of three. I guess he hasn't gotten one of five. He's had a few nights where he's gone 0 of three, one of three. So he did go 0 of seven in a game overall. So he, he's a guy that can be streaky on offense. Yeah. And that'll be something that he'll continue to, you know, uh, hone. Hone his skills as a leading scorer as a more consistent player, and as a jump shooter. But we are going to continue to see these flashes. It will happen. Well, besides the scoring, though, too, defensively, just his quickness, his length, you know, four steals on the night last night. Yeah. So those are things that will that will keep him on the court if his shot isn't falling. But if he's not doing those other things, then he'll quickly get yanked and get back to the bench. Yeah, his defense really kept him on the court. Like in the first game, he played 20 minutes. And he went one of six from the field. He has value other than his scoring. That's just something that's going to be gravy. To where if this guy, you know, by his senior year, if hopefully he sticks around, doesn't transfer away, as uh, some players are want to do, uh, if they, you know, jump up and kind of be diamonds in the rough. But he could be a guy that's an all-Mountain West, you know, or an MVP in the Mountain West, a guy who could average almost 20 points, be an all-defensive guy too. Sky's the limit. He when he first came in, I was like, "Oh yeah, an athletic six foot seven guy." You know, we've had them before, but they don't seem to pan out the way we always want them to. Mm-hmm. But he is starting to pan out. Yeah, I think you have to give a lot of credit to that coaching staff and the development they're doing with him, and see where he is now, based on, compared to where he was when he first walked on to this campus, and he was very raw. Yeah, this is a guy who didn't know much about the the sport of basketball growing up. So he doesn't have a lot of of uh, of experience, but he's learning quickly and he's getting some great training right now. And you could see last night was a great example of how far he's come. Yeah, so he's he's going to be a really good player. So for now, you can have to live with the fact that he's going to go one game scoring four points. The next game he could score twenty. That'll be some inconsistencies you see from him. 
but overall, he is definitely moving in the right direction. All right, got to take a time out. We've got more of your texts that have come through. We'll get to those. If you want to chime in, love to hear from you, 435-339-0321. Hi, this is Jeff John, head golf professional at Logan River Golf Course. It's time once again for our annual holiday pass sale. We have all of our season passes as well as punch passes on sale at the lowest prices of the season. Adult and senior season passes, junior passes, adult and senior punch passes on sale. We have all of our merchandise in the shop on sale from 10 to 40% off. Hats, shoes, assorted clubs, men's and ladies wear, gloves, and of course golf balls which make great stocking stuffers. Happy holidays from all of us at the Logan River Golf Course. Play well, play fair, play fast. This is Ryan My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient as well as the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options and the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. Happy holidays from all of us here at the Cash Valley Media Group. We hope you'll do most of your Christmas shopping at our locally owned businesses. Mom and Pop stores are the backbone of this community. If you need a shopping guide, pick up a free copy of the Best of Northern Utah magazine. Go to bestofnorthernutah.com to find a pickup location. You'll find plenty of businesses with products, gift cards, and services that will thrill anyone on your list. Thanks for helping us keep it local this holiday season. And Merry Christmas. Cares for Christmas is dedicated to helping families this holiday season. In Family 4, a single mother is living with her four kids on a limited income. She would like shirts, shoes, and lotion. Some needs for her kids are coats, pants, and socks. For more information, go to caresforchristmas.org. That's caresforchristmas.org. And thanks for caring this Christmas. As a small business, achieving your financial goals and ambitions can be a steep and rocky mountain climb. This is Lance Zollinger, president at Cash Valley Bank. To conquer the mountain and achieve your goals, it takes planning, hard work, and discipline. At Cash Valley Bank, we have the resources, expertise, and flexibility to help you scale your way to success. Give us a call. Let's work together and climb the mountains that await. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Aggies are going to the First Responder Bowl, and the fan is joining News Talk KVNU to bring you the game. Tuesday, December 27th, the Aggies face Memphis kickoff is at 115. Game day pregame show will begin at 11, as Al Lewis and Craig Hislop break down the matchup. Love the matchup against Memphis. Really good football team. Familiar with those guys. Don't miss any of the bowl game coverage and the game on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, the home of Aggie faithful. 
The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs. With competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. Following the local teams, it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Utah State yet? I can't speak Utah State Aggies. Has a pep in the head yet? Oh, my word. Don't worry, I can't talk either. Wow. It's not, like we're, it's not like we're professional talkers. <laughs> I think we're paid to talk. Uh, 42 point win. No, sorry, 38. I don't, can't do the maths. Uh, 38 point win over Westminster uh, last night, 106 to 68. Big performance off the bench from Z Hamoda. 28 points, four rebounds, three assists, four steals, six of seven from three. He was solid at the free throw line. Um, Big performances as well from uh, Stephen Ashworth with 17. Barristow had 16. And how about R.J. Adelrock? Now, here's a guy that doesn't get talked about a whole lot. I thought that in that late-night game against Loyola Marymount, he didn't have a lot of stats, but I thought that his impact was really important in the game and then what he did defensively. So I'm really happy to see him have a game like he did last night because it seems like he's been there waiting to have a big game. It just hasn't come through in the box score, but he is having an impact on this team. Yeah, he's he's struggled a bit where he just doesn't seem to be the same player he was at UMBC where he was a leading scorer. He was, you know, key point on the offense, and here he's he's trying to fit into a role where now he's basically the last guy off the bench in the rotation. Uh, he'll come in for kind of a lot. Basically what Zihamoto was doing last year is what RJ Adelrock's doing now. Where he'll play a couple of stints and he's trying to make an impact in uh, very few minutes, which is hard to do. Especially if you're a guy who's used to being a starter. This dude started, I think, 30 games last year. Like He, he started all but one game he played last year. I think he played in just about every game for Utah State. Maybe minus one or two. So it's been an adjustment for him going down in the rotation. And it was nice to see him, you know, last night finally get a few more minutes, and he showed why he used to be a 14-point-per-game scorer. Dude can hit shots. Five for nine from three, six for ten overall. Uh, grabbed a rebound, uh, had a steal. Just, uh, you know, an active night from R.J. Adelrock. And look, they, they're going to need him. There might be another time where Ashworth goes down or um, – or Jones goes down, and they'll need that other point guard option. Or just another guard in the rotation, somebody who can defend on the wing and help uh, initiate the offense for this team. Yeah, he's, he's a veteran guard that they have. He's not too much of a distributor. Um, he can play point guard in a real pinch if you really want him to. And he can probably initiate some offense or at least begin, but that's you know emergency uh, level if you're bringing him to initiate offense. 
but he can be a veteran guard, play the two or the three. And, you know, if your last guy off the bench in the rotation is a guy who has 113 starts in his career, you're not doing too bad. <laughs> or, excuse me, true. 94 starts, 113 games. So he's, he's a very valuable piece, piece to have. And in this game, obviously, they needed him a little bit more, partly because they were blowing him out, so they play him a bit more. But the fact that he's there to help spell some of the starters and guys who are playing more minutes because of Jones being out. You know, it allows Stephen Ashworth to sit on the bench a little bit more if if you put um, Idle Rock out there. So is he more of a replacement um, for Ashworth or Shulga? Shulga. He, he'd be the replacement for Shulga. Maybe also Sean Bairstow. Obviously, you lose a lot of length if Idle Rock has to come in for and fill in Bairstow's minutes. But he falls more... I know I think I put him in my season preview as a guard, but he plays more like a wing. He's basically the same archetype as Max Shulga. Not quite as good a passer, but similar archetype there. Uh, a couple more texts coming through. Uh, 7966 with uh, a few more texts that was shared that were shared earlier this morning. Uh, going back to the conversation earlier this week about how many NCAA tournament bids the Mountain West will get, I think you guys might be underselling the conference a bit. I'm more in agreement with this article from Heat Check CBB. Barring any crazy collapses from any of the top five teams in conference play, I see three bids as the minimum this season, with four being most likely and five possible in the right scenario. And then sends a, a screenshot uh, from the article from uh, Heat Check CBB praising the Mountain West. And you got you got three teams that are undefeated. You've got six teams that are in the top 50 in the net. I mean, that, all that looks great. It's just, can you continue to perform? And what does it look like when they start playing each other? Yeah, so that's why, you know, my first reaction to thinking, oh, we have three undefeated teams and San Diego State, I had that same initial reaction. Oh, four teams. Maybe three teams minimum. But the fact that everyone has to start playing each other, that's where I hesitate on saying, Three is a minimum. I'd say two is the minimum. San Diego State and somebody else. Of course, that's, I guess, assuming San Diego State keeps up, or I guess I shouldn't say keep up, as long as they maintain their uh, some of the prestige they had going into the season. They've kind of fallen off a little bit where they were a top like 20 team, and now they've fallen out of the AP top 25. But, I mean, if San Diego State falls off, then there's two other Mountain West teams that are going to fill the void. So two teams for me is the minimum. Three is likely. Because um, obviously it would mean, you know, if there's only two, it means two of the currently undefeated teams or San Diego State completely falls off toward the end of the season. So three is decently likely. Somebody's just going to get left out because there's just not enough room at the top. So unless they all split, you know, Utah State, UNLV, New Mexico, I know I don't think they can split with everyone because I think Utah State only plays UNLV once. There's, I think it's UNLV that Utah State only plays once. So obviously you can't split that. But let's say, you know, all these top four teams split amongst each other, um, some of them only playing some of these teams once. I think UNLV only plays Utah State and New Mexico once each. Uh, Utah State plays UNLV 
twice. Twice? But they play New Mexico. Is it New Mexico just once? Yeah. Maybe it's New Mexico that only. I remember hearing somebody say that one of these undefeated teams only plays like the other two one time each. So maybe it was New Mexico. I'm confusing. Yeah. Aggies play San Diego State twice and Boise State twice. Yeah. I think the teams they only play once are. So New Mexico and. Wyoming. No, they play Wyoming twice. Play Nevada twice. Air Force. Is it Colorado State? San Jose. Uh, Colorado State, you're right. They're the uh, they're only on the schedule once. So, yeah. Two tough games. You only get to play them once. You only get the one chance. Is the New Mexico one, is that the one at home? It is. Uh, yes, it's in Logan. Yeah, cause that one's in Logan, then the Colorado State one's on the road. Correct. Because that's where they usually set up the schedule. So, so of these top four teams, San Diego State, Utah State, UNLV, New Mexico, one of them's probably going to miss the tourney. There is a world in which all four make, but again, that requires them everyone splitting, everyone basically continuing mostly undefeated through their respective non-conference schedules, at least from this point. And I think you need a, a Power Five type conference to be a little bit down as a conference. Yeah. So you, you need, yeah, you need other teams, other conferences to accommodate, and then everyone to just all collectively have really good conference you know uh schedules but that's hard to do when everyone's playing each other it's really hard it's like when i try and figure out the math as to whether or not it's possible for there to be like you know three or four undefeated teams in the nfl try to figure is it possible to go 21 and zero because then you're trying to figure out math on somebody who doesn't win their division and also goes undefeated or something like that (laughs) it's it's uh really hard to figure out well, I, I think I, I, I'm with you that I think that three into the tournament is likely, four is possible, five within the realm of possibility, yes, but I just I, I don't know if it would happen. At this point, who would be the fifth? Nevada? Because I think they're the next one up. I think they're fifth Well, among teams like in the NET, I think. Yeah, Utah State, New Mexico, UNLV, San Diego State, that's four. And then that uh, that fifth could be any combination of Wyoming, Boise State, or Nevada. I think Wyoming at this point, well, with that, you'd have to get the very unlikely scenario that four teams earn at-large bids, basically. And then a fifth team wins the tournament, which in that case, it could be Wyoming because they could have the, the talent to win the tournament. But they could end up being the fourth team, where three teams earn an at-large and Wyoming gets hot because they get healthy and get hot and then win the tournament. And honestly, that's the most likely scenario if there are four Mountain West teams. Is that there's the three, the likely three that manage to kind of just earn their way into the, into the, into the NCAA tournament, and then somebody else wins the, the conference tournament. Um. So, like, I, I just don't see how five would happen. Because looking at it right now, so this is the, the average ranks that I've been doing. Like, here's where the teams rank in terms of their average rank among a bunch of different metrics, including NET. So the top five would be, in order, San Diego State, Utah State, Boise State, UNLV, and New Mexico. So I guess, I mean, of the teams, Boise State and Nevada would kind of be that five or six if we're talking the three undefeateds in San Diego State. But still, I yep. just I, I don't see five happening really at all. Ian, four, like, like you said, is possible. 
three just seems to be the the happy number because there's just not enough room for you know the Mountain West has two teams that are kind of in the consensus top forty. After that, everyone's on the bubble. Are you going to get three bubble teams in? Like they're on the bubble now, toward the end of non-conference play. How are they going to earn their way into the bubble? Right, because it's while playing each other in conference. Opportunities play? to to pick up, you know, uh, selection committee eye grabbing wins. I mean, though that that window is closing quickly. Yeah, and it would basically be let's say San Diego State and Utah State finish their. You have to you remain know, undefeated going yeah. into conference play. Like you, which is possible. Yeah, Utah State they could, in theory, help out some of the Mountain West by going undefeated and then losing to a Boise State or New Mexico. Because if Utah State goes undefeated through the rest of play, they're probably going to be, well, they'll still be in the top fifteen in the NET. Might even break top ten in the NET because they'll finally pick up a quad one win, most likely. And a couple of quad two wins. And then they basically become the marquee win for a couple of Mountain West teams that maybe bumps them into the tournament. Uh, more on that. We got some more text coming through. I'm just looking at Joe Lunardi's bracketology. And if I'm reading this right, I see four Mountain West teams Utah State as an eight seed. Uh, as the automatic qualifier. San Diego State as a nine seed. Just got to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Uh, New Mexico as an 11 seed in the play-in, the first four. And UNLV also as an 11 in the first four. Um, so, yeah, he's got four Mountain West schools in the, his field of 68 with Boise State as the next four out. Yeah, see, it's like right now, Utah State looks like a, a conference that can get five teams in. Yeah, so but he that, would have yeah. Utah State, San Diego State in, New Mexico and UNLV as the last four in, and Boise State on the outside looking in. <laughs> so, uh, But one thing, just finish off this, uh, this text from 7966. An interesting point here made by uh, this, this post from Heat Check CBB. Um, you know, the top five teams in the Mountain West, um, they're all in the top 45 of the net, combined 11-4 and four record in quad one and two games. Um, but also, you know, this is an interesting note, just that the Mountain West has earned five bids only once, and that was in that 2012-2013 season. And um, But there's some guy who does predictive models, says that, there's a 27% chance of five or more bids, 74.6% chance of four or more this season for the Mountain West. Yeah, so there's two on that. Yeah, there's there's likely possibility they make four. Like I said, two's the minimum, three is the likely, four is possibility. And I think you and me are kind of on the same page there. Uh, I think this Hawaii tournament's going to be really big yeah. for Utah State. And I don't. We'll have to look at what the other non-conference uh, schedule looks like to to close it out for the other these other top Mountain West teams to kind of see you know what what this conference will look like when conference play gets going in uh, late December. 
Uh, can I take another time out? You're in the full court press. More texts coming through. We'll get to those. 435-339-0321. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. At Valvoliness and Oil Change, we'll make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvoliness and Oil Change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. I'm Amy, and we have been coming up here for years. We love the sportsmen. We love the small-town feel, great service, all the great quality of merchandise. It's been our tradition, and we love it and look forward to it every year. They do have other brands that are hard to find in Salt Lake. I see merchandise up here that I don't see down in Salt Lake. The sportsmen, there's nothing like it. Welcome, friend, not to see you again at the Sportsman. On Main Street, in the heart of downtown Logan, with tons of free parking in the back. This Christmas, give her a special gift from the gift department at S.A. Needham Jewelers. All gifts are carefully wrapped with our signature gold and burgundy gift wrap, and it's done free of charge. S.A. Needham's is an authorized dealer of Yadro figurines. This collection of fine porcelain is made in Europe with depictions of the nativity, Santa Claus, mother and child, or family. It will serve as heirlooms for future generations. Or consider music or jewelry boxes or home decor. Come shop today. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.A. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White Pine Funeral Services. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. This holiday season, Cares for Christmas is helping families, and we are so grateful for all the donations that have been brought in so far this season. But we still need your help. Gift cards for things like gas, food, and clothing can help families put their money to other necessities. For more information, please visit caresforchristmas.org. That's caresforchristmas.org. And thanks for caring this Christmas. Hi, I'm Celeste Edmonds, director of the Christmas Box House. The Christmas Box is working with the Utah community to provide Christmas for nearly 2,800 at-risk children. If you have room to help a child, please contact us at thechristmasbox.org. Thank you and happy holidays. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Big win last night for the Utah State Aggies, just in the fact that you had a lot of bench guys get some quality run. Z Hamoda went off. I mean, when's the last time you saw a 360 dunk by an Aggie player on the spectrum floor? Yeah, most most uh, guys who come through here, uh, 
either can't do them or are not the kind of guys who are going to get a fast break dunk. I don't see a Trevin Dorius doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the kind of, you know, athleticism and quickness that you see from a guy like Z Himoto where it's pretty rare. You know, there's there's not too many guys coming through uh, Utah State with, uh, you know, with that, uh, you know, that combination of length and quickness and athleticism. You know, usually it's you get the the typical mid-major guys, the the Sam Merrills who, who are the Stephen Ashworths, the Justin Beans, the guys who aren't necessarily super athletes. I know Justin Bean had a bit of a uh, bit of hop to him himself, but they're the kind of guys who are just kind of ballers and they know how to play the game and they're really good at it, but aren't necessarily the uber athletes that tend to make it to the NBA. That's why Sam Merrill and Justin Bean haven't really made the NBA. <laughs> I mean, Ishkeda kind of did. I mean, he was he was an NBA caliber athlete at center, just, you know, different position, not a 6'7 wing. So it, it kind of does show a bit of the growth of Utah State that you got an Ishkeda, you know, a guy who has the combination of length and athleticism for a position that usually you weren't getting. Then you get a Z Hamoda. You also got, you know, Sean Bairstow's kind of like that as well. Six foot eight guard. Yeah. You don't get that very often. No. If, if Barristow could hit, could find a consistent outside shot, he'd be an NBA prospect. Yeah, he he would be. He his would. if his mid ranger keeps going along the way it was yesterday, he'll he'll do just fine anyway. Though, uh, a couple more texts coming through nine three one five. USU has a new Marvel movie character. He's called Flying Z Hamoda. He can dunk over buildings in a single bound and fly balls through a flaming hoop. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, great performance by Z. Uh, 8968 texting in. Uh, did that game in any standings? The result was about what I figured it just took longer than I thought. So did did it change anything in the standings? Is that your what your question is? Uh, net rankings remain the same today for USU. There's no movement there for the Aggies. Yeah, and the game wouldn't impact their whatever value they have. Like, I don't know what the actual number is that ranks the teams. I don't think they even released that number. It's that not it even a, yeah, it's not even a Division One team. So. Yeah, so they will they factor exactly zero from that game. Any games against non Division One teams, they don't even throw it into the blender that even spits if it was a number. loss? It, if it was a loss. Interesting. You could lose two hundred to zero to a Division Two team and it wouldn't impact it at all. Uh, a couple more texts from 8968. I was talking to a person from Westminster at the game last night. Comment was that this is second team players. No wonder they're undefeated. Yeah, he's surprised at how good our bench is. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then if you look at the Mountain West's tournament record last year, the tournaments may be a little leery about multiple teams. Yeah, they, yes. they just might. That's that, true. That, that might um been a bugaboo in the past for the conference. Yeah, that might cut out like the last bubble team. Like if you're bordering on four, it may cut it down to three. If you've got four bordering on five, it'll probably almost guaranteed cut the fifth team off. All right, gotta take another quick break here on the full court press. More of your texts coming through. We'll get to those. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. 
Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment and your kids want the good stuff. Al's Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak Lift Pass. Youth season ski or snowboard rental, only $99. Adult season ski or snowboard rentals, only $114. Don't wait. 99 and 114 season ski rental prices will go up. Al's Sporting Goods for season ski rentals. Every sport, every season. Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cash Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as choro French toast, chilequiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you are out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cash Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. Ladies, many of you will be fortunate enough to find a small but beautifully wrapped package under your tree with a brown satin ribbon and a box imprinted Jerex. The man who put it there is trying desperately to tell you that you are more precious than diamonds, more valuable than gold, and very, very special. Men who come to Jerex believe their wives deserve the best. And whether they spend $49 or $4,900, the message is the same. Men who come to Jerex are still very much in love. We just thought you should know. Jerick's Fine Jewelry, 930 North Main in Logan. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Valley Office Systems has now been serving Northern Utah and Cache Valley since 2007. We sincerely thank you for your support over the years and want to wish you a happy and healthy holiday season. Visit valleyofficesystems.com for all your copier, printer, and furniture needs. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We appreciate the folks at Napa Auto Parts who sponsor the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment. Temperatures have dropped, so make sure your vehicle can start properly in this cold weather. Let's go check out the battery options they have available at Napa Auto Parts, like a Napa Legend battery. Or stock up on ice melt, the 50-pound bag of ice melt for just $10 a bag. That's Napa Auto Parts. They've got five locations between Preston and Providence. So a few more quick texts. Before we kick it off to the top of the hour with Dan Patrick, uh, 6543, we had four in last year, and they all choked. Does the committee look at past tournament performance by conference when choosing teams? Consciously, probably not. But you know it's going to be in their head. Like, because there's this conference prestige that allows you to get more teams in. Yes. And that, and that prestige can be real or imagined. And it impacts the number of teams that get in. That's true. 8968. Uh, did the game count in wins and losses? Okay, so. Yes, it did. The NET does not count it for its little formula thing. And I think there's, you know, a lot of other computer rankings may exclude to. I think Ken Palm excludes it. 
um, the point where he doesn't even do a, like he has a computer like estimation of score and who's most likely to win when he does non-division one games just blank he expects them to win and that's it so yeah wins and losses overall it counts utah state is officially nine and zero. in the net for now it only shows them at eight and zero. uh two nine four seven aggies season starts with conference play on december 31st i hope we do well but we certainly need to be undefeated before conference play with our easier schedule yeah not completely necessary but it would help it's a lot. go a long way. More on that and the Utah Jazz with their big win over the Pelicans. Coming up next hour, we'd love to continue to hear from you on the Full Court Press text line as well. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The San Francisco 49ers are now on their third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy. And whenever a team is forced to go to a backup, we start to expect to see that offense take a step back. But in today's pass-happy NFL, the Niners are bringing back old-school football, and it's worked to perfection. San Francisco can run the ball. They controlled the clock last night in the win over Seattle. Christian McCaffrey looks like Christian McCaffrey. Purdy executed play action. There were limited mistakes, and that Niners defense is the best in the game, flying around the field, putting constant pressure on Geno Smith. With Purdy set to be the team starter for the rest of the season, San Fran may want to avoid a shootout with quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, or Josh Allen. But with a unique ability to control the flow of the game, Kyle Shanahan's play calling, a combination of mistake-free football, and that elite defense, it's certainly starting to look like a winning formula in the Bay Area. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 